0: Hey, before this episode, check out Tokyo Dreams. It's our behind-the-scenes five-part vlog series on the Spartan combat wrestlers. We spent nine days embedded with Kyle Dake, Yanni D, Vito, and Gabe Dean during their final week before the Olympic trials. It's called Tokyo Dreams. Watch it now on YouTube.
1: I think Burroughs had more of a game plan for him than, than Dake had for Burroughs. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was some check down things that he did to, to keep Burroughs off balance with his open shots. But Dake, I swear, Dake is probably the best athlete um, in the last 30 years that I've seen wrestle. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, that's good wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness.
0: Welcome back to the podcast, folks. This is Ryan Warner. You're listening to Wrestling Changed My Life, presented by Spartan Combat. My guest today is the great Adam Tarapelli, head coach at Clovis High School, one of the great high school coaches in the country former national champ at the University of Illinois, and we dive in to the Olympic Trials. We talk about Dake, we talk about Jade Cox and that fiasco, Gable Steveson, and many, many other matches. I hope you enjoy it, and for those of you who haven't watched it yet, go to YouTube and check out some of the matches from this weekend's Olympic Trials. They were awesome. Fan of the week goes to Trevor Carter, that's at Trevor Carter underscore on the gram, a Greensboro college wrestler set to graduate in 2023. Thank you for the support, Trevor. And that's it, folks. Let's get to the interview with the great Adam Terrapelli. Mr. Adam Terrapelli, great to have you back for a third time.
1: Yeah, thanks. Glad to be back.
0: What can we say other than just a fantastic weekend of wrestling, an emotional roller coaster, ups and downs? There's a couple of big topics we'll talk through, but let's just get started with some of your initial thoughts on the weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of said on Twitter, I, I don't think there's anything like the Olympic team trials just from um, just the, you know, raw emotion. And, and I think the feeling of being on both sides, like uh, you know, just watching people uh, you know, ecstatic to you know make their dream or part of their dream come true. Of course they all want to win medals, you know, win a gold medal. And then other people, you know, not make it because I think anybody who's been in sports and wrestling for any length of time has has felt both and so uh like I said the the Burkert and uh, Marola series was pretty incredible and 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 several others as well so yeah it was great it was I mean the wrestling was great I think there's some some improvements could, that could be made but from a from a pure like wrestling standpoint and how the sports improved with the new leadership since Fila went out and um, just the excitement that, you know, the, the matches are, you know, bring um, I think it's probably at a, at an all-time high.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible how good the rules are now. And, and there's a couple of matches we'll talk about and some other things such as the, the viewership experience. But so before we get to that, I took my cousin with me and it was his first wrestling event ever knew nothing about the sport and he was filming with me during the week prior after friday night's round he was like dude this is the best thing i've ever seen live and it was really (laughs) easy for him to pick up you know because he had watched high school wrestling before because his brother wrestled but and that's when it kind of hit me i'm like man maybe freestyle is the way to go because he's like yeah it's pretty easy you push the guy out you take him down you turn him it's really really simple and so yeah the rules are really in a good spot
1: Yeah. I think they made a lot of improvements and, and don't get me wrong. There's always in in a subjective sport where you're not doing swimming or, or track and field, you know, where it's just completely objective, you know, racing against the clock. um, You're always going to have some, you know, you're always going to have some questions. I know some people had questions on the passive calls, which again, you know, I I never quite totally understand. Um, But you just know that's part of the sport that, Hey, you know, if you don't score at all, um, you know, you may get one and they may get one and there may, there's maybe last and you may lose. So, um, I think people have kind of come to grips with that, even though it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And, and I think too, uh, I, and I've had people that have gone to NCA's as well. There's something about like the electricity, you know, just, just the, the atmosphere and the environment, like, I've, I've had other people say that too. They've never seen wrestling. I'm like this is the best thing I've ever been to. And I don't think it's a hundred percent the wrestling. I think it's just that said, that electric atmosphere that you can't explain unless you've been there.
0: Yeah. It, it all got started with Zahid and Bo Nickel. That was like the first match of the night that people were going crazy with. And it yeah. was the first time we had been in arenas with people. And I kind of forgot that yeah. too. It was like, man. And, and the arena was beautiful for folks who haven't been there. Um, yeah. So, there's a couple of performances we have to talk about. We'll start with Kyle Dake. I mean, when, you know, it got started with him Friday night, uh, taking on Wick and then Nolf. I mean, good God. I just have you, you think he's wrestling as best as he ever has?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, he, he. believe me, I think and I could be wrong again, this is just my viewership and wrestling experience, but I think Burroughs had more of a game plan for him than, than Dake had for Burroughs. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some check down things that he did to, to keep Burroughs off balance with his open shots. But Dake said, I swear, Dake is probably the best athlete um, in the last 30 years that I've seen wrestle. The guy is just, an absolute freak. He just does stuff that you just cannot. I mean, he's given up zero points, right? I mean, I guess he gave up two in the last match to Burroughs. But, like, when's the last time the guy gave up a takedown like, or an exposure? It's, like, insane. You can't score on him. He's unbelievable. But that said, Burroughs has been able to not just, like, hold down the weight. But the, I think the thing that impressed me the most with Burroughs was when, and, and I mean this with all due respect, but, you know, time catches up to all of us. Burroughs was an explosive Animal when he was younger in his younger days of his career, and then he lost that a little bit. And I think he, if he was being honest, would he would admit that he's not the same explosive athlete that he was in his early twenties. But he was able to reinvent himself and like he changed his style, you know, subtly to you know to still be the best in the world, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, only Mm -hmm. the the best of the best can do that, right? You kind of have your thing. And when it's gone, it's gone. And and he did it. And so I knew that, like, man, Burroughs could still do that. He, he's going to have, like, a, a total game plan here. And he's he has a way he thinks he can beat Dake. And he's done it so many times. It was like, is, is he going to be able to do it? But that, that was just such a great series. I, I don't care if the matches were not super exciting. I mean, just what was riding on that is, like, unreal. And just watching the passing of a torch for as long as he's carried it, um pretty cool I thought it was really cool
0: yeah it was just every second you were on the edge of your seat and I didn't even really notice that maybe they weren't that action-packed because in the arena it felt like it was just going I mean Burroughs was in a couple times Jake had maybe a chest lock or two you just didn't know what was going to happen and and this is why I started to appreciate the push out because of that you're always on edge you can't just go out you know so yeah I really like that and everything is just there's the stakes are so high with, with those rule sets. And man, uh, Dake, one of Dake's training partners said this to me and it sticks. Dake is always like a foot away from you and you can't get there no matter what you do. He's just so elusive.
1: Yeah, no, he's, and you can't shoot on him traditionally. I mean, there you have to have incredibly explosive, um, shots and finishes because if he gets, I mean, you saw a burrows, he was like full plank He's like in a full plank to not get <laughs> lifted and thrown, you know, and he's still almost lifting it. I mean, that's how incredibly strong and, and powerful that guy is. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, not to get off topic on the, on the whole folk style freestyle thing, but like, I always see these, these comments about how I don't want it to be sumo, but yet when you watch the best in the world, you know, these, I mean, these guys are the best in the world. They're both world champs. Multiple time, you know, this is what, this is the definition of the best in the world and they can't push each other out. <laughs> yeah. So, is it really sumo, or is it really like, hey, you gotta, you gotta control? And like you said, you're on edge. Um, I, but it's it's a great feeling. I, I I it's I know it's a great match when I'm like nervous and I don't even know either guy personally. Yeah. You know, you're just like nervous for like what's gonna happen. It reminded me of when Dak and Taylor wrestled, or any like big anticipated matchup where you know, you know, you know you're gonna remember this, and and you just want to see how it goes.
0: Yeah, it's. It, it had that feeling, and unfortunately, that feeling was stolen from us from another epic matchup, um, two guys that are maybe more in their prime than, uh, than than Dake JV. I mean, where were you the second you heard Jaden Cox was out of the tournament?
1: I think Twitter, logging in and getting ready for the day. And, and uh, yeah, no, I mean – It's yeah, that that was wild. I mean, that was when everybody, I think those two, those two matchups, because of the world champ, world champ, Olympic champ, you know, um, I think were what people were looking forward to. So definitely disappointing. And Jaden Cox seems like just an incredible human being in all Mm -hmm. aspects. And so, you know, I know everybody roots for him. Everybody, I mean, as a person. And so that, that it, it was just a rough situation.
0: Do you think there's any chance we see a wrestle off or is the olympian set at that weight? Do I think opinion? there should be or do I think there's a chance? Both.
1: So, no, I, I I personally, I mean listen, so so here's my thing. There's guys that are really comfortable with like cut, you know, always kind of being up to the line, and I know Jaden probably doesn't lose a lot of weight. I would guess it's 213 and he's wrestled 86 in the past. Um or 86 kilos that is. Mm-hmm. Um so, but I mean, man, we, we would show up an hour before weigh-ins and if like, if you weren't on weight, like 45 minutes before the weigh-ins, like I was just like sweating bullets, you know, you're just like nervous. Like, and of course I never miss weight. I was probably mm-hmm. a warrior and you know, for him to like even show up that close, even if he's going to be, I mean, he's over, like he probably knew he was going to be a little over, but everyone knows Jaden's legendary sweating capabilities, which you know are pretty much unmatched on the planet. So he probably could lose five pounds in you know five minutes it seems like but it, just showing up that close is is just crazy um it, it was just a bad situation so anyway do I think he um he should no I mean you you kind of got to have a cutoff and you got to have rules I mean it, it, maybe that was the wrong time to have a cutoff um two hours before but Uh, I'm sure it flows from international rules, you know, but you got to have a cutoff and and everybody's kind of got to stick to it. And, and from a timeline I've read, it's again, nobody disqualified Jaden Cox because, you know, he was running to the scale as the clock was ticking eight o'clock. It was like, he's 15 minutes passed away in time, which I know doesn't seem like a big deal, but again, just kind of a Pandora's box, you open it. And then, so where does it stop? Is it 15? Is it 20, 25? So I'm not against the guy personally. I, I think he's awesome, and he might have been our best guy, but it's just unfortunate. But that said, athletes, if you look back to the to the history, athletes have a lot of power in arbitration, a lot. And, in fact, I can't think of one that's lost, put it that way. So maybe this will be the first one, but, I mean, you could go back in the uh, Greco days. Um, I mean, you had the Maribel situation with Green. And there's been all kinds of these situations, and they always seem to – to get the you know get this go ahead from the from the arbitrator from the lawyers so guess we'll kind of see what happens
0: if that happens do you think they re-wrestle the semis the finals and then the finals again or do you just go straight to snyder
1: i don't know i would think they would go straight to snyder just based on you know their credentials um again i'm not i'm not saying what i think is right versus what i think might happen um but, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, when's the Olympics, uh, the actual Olympic Games? I think June? like
0: the third week of July.
1: Third week of July. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if they're wrestling off in late May, early June. Like, it's – this has happened before, and, you know, yeah. I, I don't think it would be right, but that's, you know, that's what, it's, what the potential is.
0: Rumor on the streets at the arena was that the Jaden's coach had the weigh-in time confused from 7 to 8 to 8 to 9 – and so he showed up at 745 thinking the hour 15 to lose the pound or half pound, whatever it was. And, and obviously he didn't. And so it's like, yeah. if that's really the case. That's almost unbelievable as well. Considering Kevin Jackson works for USA wrestling. I mean, I, it's just hard to imagine any scenario where, um, you know, it just, it's just tough to say. And I'm with you. I think there's gotta be a cutoff. I also think USA wrestling has allowed guys to weigh in late before um, mm-hmm. one of them took place in Jordan Burrow's documentary when the trials were on Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, so I think he weighed in late there. So I don't know. It's really tough to say I'm with you though. Arbitrations. I mean, starting back to 84 when they allowed Randy Lewis to re-wrestle and vacated several matches on Leroy Smith's yeah. behalf, it's always happened.
1: So yeah. We will see. It w- it w- yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And yeah, I, I just can't imagine not knowing the way in time. And I know it's an easy thing to say when you're not in that situation, but God, like, the only thing that matters is the weigh-in time, because that gets you to the competition, right? Weigh-ins, then the competition, that's, that's all that matters, and, and, and even more so, you know, again, nothing personal, but for Kevin Jackson, way worse, because Jaden has to think about wrestling, like, if you're the coach, like, that's your job, like, I mean, I'm a coach. Yeah. Our team has never got to weigh-ins late. Like, and I know a lot of coaches whose team has never got, I mean, that's your job. That's what you're there to do. If you're not doing that, what are you doing? So um, I know he feels bad about it. Like I said, I'm not trying to rub salt in a, in a wound, but that, you know, I mean, he's one of our best guys in the, you know, in the country. And now he doesn't get to wrestle. So, or at least for now.
0: Yeah. For now. Um, Well, we'll see what transpires there. I'm sure we'll hear some kind of announcement from USA wrestling. They've been pretty quiet so far. But, um, but we'll see on a brighter spot. Gable Steveson is looking phenomenal right now. The guy can yeah. do a backflip. I mean, did you expect him to dominate to that level?
1: No. I mean, I, I thought he was going to be the guy, you know, just by watching him wrestle in, at the college level. Like, I know it's not the college level, but also watch him in the, in the RTC cup. And, um, I mean, he's, he's incredible. He's, he's truly, uh, you know, an incredible athlete and, and a student of the game as far as his technical work is, is phenomenal as well. Um, but man, I can't wait to watch him wrestle those, those two guys overseas. And there'll be other guys too, but those guys are just like, they've been it for years.
0: Yeah. since 2014. I think, you know, they have owned every, uh, every gold medal at that weight class, but man, I, I know, call me a Homer here, but it's just tough to imagine seeing him being in a match where he's challenged. I mean, He hasn't been challenged in a long time. I mean, not even this weekend, which is crazy because Wiz is so good.
1: No. But have you seen Petrus Vili wrestle, though? I need to go back and watch some film. Okay, so he's he's 265 pounds, and he wears guys out by shooting. It's unreal. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. Like, he just, when he was younger, he would just shoot and shoot and shoot. I'm not kidding. Like, literally the other guy would start getting tired, and he has probably made 20 shots in a six-minute match. It's insane. I mean, I posted his match with Agul was like the best heavyweight match I've ever seen. But he does that all the time. He's just gotten better as a wrestler and and more mature. But like when he was younger, when he was 18, 19, it was just like, shoot, shoot, shoot. shoot. Just remember (laughs) watching him in in Vegas. And what was that? Was that 15 in Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we watched him and we're like, dude, this guy does not stop shooting. He's 260 pounds and he just keeps diving underneath them. And finally, you're thinking he's going to get tired but he doesn't the other guy gets tired and in he, he was losing nine nothing in one match then and i think he won like 18 to nine or something it was just wow. he's incredible so and then our goal is very very technical and, and a stud as well so um i, I just laugh because the people see gable and gable's phenomenal i think he really has a chance with the gold medal he's that good but like i said interha- international heavyweights are not the same as is all you know is our heavyweights because they're big guys they play soccer and they wrestle and if you're 265 pounds you might not be a soccer player so True. you're a wrestler you know they don't have football they're not you know they're not playing these bigger guy sports so that's what they do
0: i gotta go back and watch that match you just tweeted it you
1: said yeah 2017 our and petrosvili was absolutely insane Okay, And oh. just phenomenal. I mean, from an action perspective, from a scoring perspective, and then you, if you've been around wrestling, you know this is not what heavyweight wrestling looks like. And it was just, <laughs> it was incredible.
0: That's how I feel when I watch Gable. I'm like, God, he yes. moves like that. You know, I just can't even, I
1: can't. Get- yeah, and Gable isn't, isn't the go, 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 but like his, he's so good at picking his opportunities. I mean, I can't think of, I can't think of five times I've seen Gable make an attack and not score. Mm -hmm. like when he goes he scores yeah and and he's so he's so good at um at finishing and finishing quickly and and like i said picking good attacks that it's you know one way he dominates in freestyle because he doesn't put himself at at risk and when he does he scores
0: yeah i wonder if we'll see him versus either of those guys before the olympics at like a tune-up tournament
1: i would yeah i don't know i would doubt that they give him an opportunity to to see him you Mm -hmm. know because we typically when you're younger, you have the advantage of seeing the older guy. You know what I mean? Like you're the one that has something to learn. Like uh, I always picture that, like the international guys always have some some good tricks that they don't pull out unless they need. Um, and then that's you know, it, it only takes one, right? So I mean it, it'll be interesting to see if he can if he can beat them straight up with their you know, with their old man experience. They're not old, <laughs> but you know what I mean. They've yeah. Been yeah. For a while.
0: Man, it's gonna be awesome. And then There's a couple of the matches I wanted to hit on, but for for you, were there any performances outside of the finals that, or any matches that you're just still thinking about on Monday?
1: Man, uh, God, it's hard to even think about like all the matches. Um,
0: Did you watch Bo Nichols, Zahid?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, and and that's kind of, that's kind of Bo, you know, I mean, it looks like he's he's getting taken down to lose the match, and he and he chin whips him. Um, <laughs> you know that's that's totally Bo, but it, you know what's crazy? It shows the levels to this because I mean Bo and Bo, we know how good he is, and the same with Nolf, right? Nolf and Bo were like basically could have been co Hodge winners, like dominated mm. everyone so easy, and neither of them were even a sniff against Dake and, and Taylor. <laughs> who who at the same time have been beat by Burroughs of I mean it's just levels, right? And you're those guys are so good. And uh somebody who'd watched Nolf and, and thought how great he was, I showed him that quick match with um Dake and I'm like, see how this works? Like there's <laughs> there's different levels to this game. But um no, nothing nothing uh in in particular. Um there was a lot of little little instances. I know somebody commented on the, on the row thing in the, in the finals and the, I mean, I, I'll be honest though. I'm not as familiar with the, with the Greco rules. Um, I mean, I know the rules of Greco, but, but not the nuance of, but one one thing I'll say this though, I hope, and I'm not sure that we're doing it always. I think we have to officiate like they're going to call it internationally. And I don't know. I think that was kind of people's gripe in that row match that Hey, internationally they'll let you pinch their head off if it falls off too bad. Like, yeah. and and the referee stops it for him choking him. And yeah, maybe he was choking him. It looked like he was. But if they'll let you do that at the Olympic level, then why would we be stopping that? Like, mm-hmm. if they let you do it, you, it's good. And that's where same thing with some of the passive calls. Um, you know, hey, we gotta call the passive thing just like they call it internationally, even if it looks stupid or doesn't make sense. Like. If somebody gets hit after 30 seconds, I don't care if they made 17 shots, then somebody gets hit after 30 seconds. Like you yeah. got to do it consistently. Cause that's one of the things that's hurt us over the years is we have this sort of Americanized version of freestyle and mm-hmm. our, in our expectations. Right. And the way we call it, because we're kind of got the spoke style crossover a little bit. And then you get to the international level and people are like up in arms. Like, why would you call it? It's like, dude, they've been calling it this way. And I'm not talking about the cheating. I'm not talking about, you know, right. some of the things that go on that, you know, we, we're out of our control. I'm just talking about generally the way it, it, things are officiated. you got to call them the same if you want them to learn and understand and get the best guy there for those rules. So I think that was the row thing. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that is legit internationally or not, but if it is, then he got ripped off because I don't care if he's choking him, if they'll let you do it, then you gotta let it go.
0: Yeah. That's when I, I'm going to interview Brian Medlin tomorrow for, another podcast I host for the Illini wrestling team. And he was, he was there and he's very uh, opinionated on this match. So, and I, I pretty much know what way he's going to swing, but I just want to know his logic behind it. Cause he's a pretty level level-headed dude and knows Greco better than anyone. Um, yeah. So excited to talk to Medlin about that. The one thing I did want to ask you about though, and, and there are a ton of girls matches that were really exciting. Victoria Anthony looked on fire coming through the tournament And it just shows you how good Hildebrand is. I mean, pretty much rolled it. Um, But we got to talk about Kennedy blades for a second, 17 years old. And she does that to force Molinari. I could not believe it.
1: Yeah. So I, I love the new, the new girls coming through. Um, So, Wrestling has been around longer, right? I mean, this is my opinion, but again, I watch. And I, I think sort of the old guard for girls, although they have been very successful, there's a, there's a little bit more of um. Oh, the, the style isn't as aggressive. They're not as good at, at attacking legs. You know, you see a little bit more defense and short mm-hmm. offense and pushing people out of bounds. They, they know the game, right? They know how to get a two-on-one. They know how to play the game. But, like, the new style of girls coming through has, has grown up with wrestling. I mean, and they wrestle. Like, I mean, get, they can you know, they can attack legs like the boys and yeah. and aren't afraid to do it. You know what I mean? And that's where I thought Kennedy Blade. She has a great great body for wrestling. Um, you know, great great single leg attacks. I said she's seventeen, but um, you know, she did really, really well. I mean, obviously uh Mensa stock was a little bit too much in the but I mean she's a world champ. you know we're talking about seventeen yeah. year old versus a world champ. So uh but I liked a lot of the younger girls and in just what they brought that hey they're they've learned the sport at a, at a younger age. And I think are more advanced technically and just more developed wrestlers. Now they may not be ready to take the, take the reins from the older girls yet, but it just makes the wrestling so much more exciting. And and there's so much more to it. And the women's game has come so far. Um, It's, it's just, it's enjoyable to watch. I really enjoy watching it now.
0: It's awesome to watch. And it there's a, sometimes there's more action in some of these matches. Um, But yeah, the, this is the development of the, of the female team, knowing that they've wrestled freestyle their whole lives. Like, that's what's cool about it is that, I mean, they're just really masters at freestyle. And it shows, I mean, Kennedy Blade's leverage is unbelievable. She's going to win yeah. several world titles before it's done. Adeline Gray didn't push Menchia Stock to that level, in my opinion, and that match the wrestled in flow. And so, um, and Adeline's the best we have. So it just shows you um, how good some of these young girls are. It's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. It I it, said, it's really fun to watch. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I well, one of the things is like when I found out, you know, I only had two mats going because that's where most of the matches were uh, for the finals, <laughs> and I found out Helen was going on mat four, and, I, and that, that was that, that was truth. I saw it, and I'm like, I gotta load this up. Like I like watching her. Yeah. Because I mean, her her she I mean she does some great technical things, and it's fun to watch. And then thank God I did because that was the first match I think, and that ended up being probably you know outside of course Burroughs' dig was was great because we got but that that was one of the best series of of the entire thing the Burkard and and morales so that i watched it and got to watch all three matches because it was it was wild i mean i thought i I didn't know where they stood against each other and i know how good morales is so i thought okay she'll probably you know beat her fairly easy and then you watch the first one second one like oh my gosh this is legit like this girl can wrestle
0: yeah. And then that foot sweep, I mean, Helen is so good under pressure and God, your, your heart goes out to, uh, Jenna Rosebrook Cat. That was super emotional and it was tough to watch because you just, you felt her pain, but I mean, what a series. And I mean, Helen going to go back and, you know, our, our women's team is stacked right now. Adeline, yeah. Tamara, um, Helen, I mean, those three could win. It's and it's Sarah Hildebrandt, huge, you know, huge confidence in her and, and the whole team. Um, yeah. Let's let's wind down with this one. I cannot understand, and I will not understand the chosen match order for these sessions. How did they what? How did they come up with it? In your opinion, what was happening?
1: I mean, I know they're they're very sensitive toward. Um... You know the whole. Hey, listen, everybody knows men's freestyle is the most popular. It's yeah. it's not. I mean, everybody would admit that, including the Greco and 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 the women's freestyle. Everyone knows that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: again, you're trying to showcase all of them, which I understand because they all are. You know, going for the Olympic spot, which is by definition the men's basketball player who may be the you know the NBA's best player is equally as important as you know the the wrestler who makes a team. So, I get that. But there's, there's a level where you're going too far and you're making it confusing for fans. And that that's my issue. It's not that there shouldn't be, um, you know, a showcase of all of the styles, but if fans can't follow it, like that you can't grow the sport that way. That's why the NCAAs, people watch it because it's so fun and it's so you know. Like I said, they hold the quarters and they hold the semis and you know which mats they are on. Everybody's got their two mat thing set up. You know what yeah. I mean? Or the yeah, four mat yeah. thing. You know, and that's that's part of the marketing and the and the building of the excitement that we need for the sport. And then you do the Olympic team trials, which is great for the people in the venue. But by the way, that's a small number relative to the people that are actually Super watching small. it. And, and it just doesn't feel like as important as it should, you know, and I don't know what the answer is as far as running styles on a single mat or at least holding the semis or getting another mat involved. I, I don't know, but it can't feel like a, I don't want to say local freestyle tournament because I don't want to exaggerate, but it just feels too grabback like where you don't know which mats, which styles are on in which order. Like the finals was crazy. Like crazy. Th- like it's not Big in girls any. Big was the second match. Yeah. And it's not in any order, by the way. No, no order. One. Like, like, it's not like heavy. And then we go to the top and back around. It's not like start in the middle. It's not like a certain styles on one mat. Like everything is mixed. You And, and of course we're diehards, right? So we're yeah. sitting there and we got different mats loaded up, but you, you can't. I don't know. I mean, you, I don't think that's the way to, you know, to promote the sport going forward. And, and I get that they had TV rights and that's, that part's good. And I know they're trying to keep the, the matches for TV on the same mat, but man, I, it just feels like, like I said, when you think NCAs and the level that's done at, and then you think world team trials or Olympic team trials and Olympic team, I mean, we watched it, right. NCAs is not nearly as good at wrestling. The, the guys that are winning the NCAAs just got, pounded by and large except yeah. for gable who's a freak um but th- so the wrestling's better here but it feels more important you know and it feels like a better production at the college ranks. so um i know they're they're trying to do more but like i said I, i'm all for all styles and but but at the same time there's got to be some ability for people to focus in on what they want to watch and i'm glad that all of them are there and i'm glad i got to watch some of those uh, girls series because they were great and and some of the greco too um but it's got it there's got to be a better way than that
0: yeah i mean i i don't disagree at all that i think they should integrate men's freestyle and greco but at least keep at least keep it from like a weight order like lightest to heaviest who i mean who cares if it's all gone at the same time um but you don't even know that and it was just it was wild to be a part of and thank god they had at the arena they had like who was on deck and who was in the hole but it just seemed like there was no rhyme or reason to it. And at first I'm thinking, is this NBC's doing, or I don't know if it's USA wrestling, you know, they do a great job. I just don't understand the logic behind it. Um, but like you said, let's, let's keep, you know, some people were saying they should have separate sessions for Greco and separate for women's. And I don't think that's the answer, but uh, some kind of order would be
1: nice. Well, but- like why, why not with, with three mats, you know, if you're going to do, the the semis with three mats like keep the same style on on each mat I mean there's only six weight classes right we're, we're not this is not a world team trials where there's ten weight classes right there's only six so you know is it really too much is it too much wrestling um, I think people wanted to watch I mean I know one time I was bummed because there was a a two seventy fours I think and a sixty five going at once for, for the men's freestyle. And by the way, I've got all the, I've got all the mats open. So yeah. they're all going. It's not that you're not, you know, you're tuning out on the other ones, but man, it's like, you know, you tune in to watch and then you kind of get ripped off as far as you can't watch them all.
0: Agreed. And yeah. hopefully, uh, I mean, that's, that's the good thing about having the, the world team trials next. flow does a really good job. And I like to remind people that rag on flow. This past weekend is what it was like before Flow. You get a random match here. You get a random dual meet. You know, Flow by and large does a fantastic job. Um, Big Ten Network is doing a great job as well. So, um, last question for you, Mr. Terrapelli What's your over under on Team USA's medal count this summer? What are you thinking?
1: Man. Um... I, I think we got one of our better teams, uh, you know, there's only six weights though. So that means the other teams are going to be better too. Um, I'm going to go over under, I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. And I'm I'm hoping that that we get, you know, four or five. Um, that would be outstanding. But, I mean, you know how one, the, the draw and one, one match, one call can affect it at that level. So, I, I mean, I think we have some, you know, some great guys uh obviously 65 is our you know nothing against jordan oliver um because the weight's not qualified is our weakest spot right now
0: yeah
1: um hopefully he has a chance to qualify the weight he's got Kinksius just um hopefully he doesn't get on his side which would be you know I mean, yeah. would be tough because you got to get first or second um but if he qualifies the weight i mean he wrestled really well this weekend and he's got an opportunity and obviously the rest of the guys are all they're all medalists and and placers so um, But three and a half, I think it'd probably be fair. And I hope we get more.
0: Amen. I was going to say three. So we're, we're right there. Um, Yeah. I think all eyes turn to Bulgaria. I'm really pulling for, for our Greco guys as well. Adam Kuhn, I hope he gets it done and J.O. man, bring it home for us, baby. Cause it would be a crushing blow not to have all six guys in the Olympic team. And that is just a terrible thing to see for a country that's as high, highly tired as we are in the world. So hopefully we get that done and, Olympics will be here before we know it
1: yeah well everybody you know in sixty five was uh a lot of people you know for a lot of different guys, but not everybody I think is behind Jordan. I hope they are yeah. um you know he's our guy, and you know I know he's been going for this for a long time, so everyone's supportive and hopefully he goes and qualifies the spot and then you know gets himself an opportunity to win the medal he wants to win
0: yeah, i agree that was a wild wait there's that that's a whole podcast in itself talking about that and yeah, and Nick Lee and Zane and Yanni it's just man there were some fantastic matches there Joey McKenna looked awesome um, but we'll wrap it up Mr. Tarapelli thank you for your time sir
1: yeah thanks bud appreciate it
0: that's it for this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life thank you so much for tuning in folks as always thank you to our sponsor Spartan Combat they're hosting a national tournament in Jacksonville Florida May 20th through the 23rd you can register now at spartancombat.com. To watch the video interview of this episode, go to Wrestling Change My Life on YouTube. You can also see the clips on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling Changed My Life. That's it, folks. We'll see you next time.